Welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you'll find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows to do the same. This is not a grief group. This is your journey, and it just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of your loss. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of the book, Widowed, and of The Widow Coach. I'm also a professionally certified life coach. Let the healing and the personal journey back to who you are begin. Hey, a quick special announcement, you all, before I get started on the podcast. Bear with me. I don't have commercials, so you have to listen to mine. No, I, I talk about this at the end of the podcast, but I wanted to share this with you at the start of the podcast in case you fall asleep or get distracted. I want you to know about this because it's something I'm doing, and it starts this Monday, August 13th, 2018. If you're listening to this a couple years down the road, you missed it. Okay. Monday, August 13th, I'm starting a 12-day challenge for widows on Facebook to rewrite your story. I would love for you to join me. Jump on Facebook and look for Widow Coaching Center. You can put that up in the search bar, Widow Coaching Center, and find it. And click the join button. And then starting on Monday, I will be going live. I'll do a a video in there every day. A short video to step you through the process of analyzing your story, the different ways we interpret the past, what we tell ourselves, and then we are all going to learn how to rewrite our stories so that they serve us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's not going to be a ton of work. I will step you through it each day, a new video in the group every day for 12 days to take you through this like a free class. Okay, it's going to be great. Look for Widow Coaching Center. You'll know you're there because at the top of the page, I have a quote that's actually from Oprah that says, the biggest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams. That's where you're going to find us. Right now, we are up to 133 members in the group, 133 other widows. It's going to be epic. (laughs) all of you in there. I think it's amazing. You won't get lost in the crowd. Trust me. Go join. I would love to see you in the group. And now I can let you get on to listening to today's podcast. Thanks. Hello, my listeners. Welcome back. Hey, it's episode 95. What? I know I'm coming up on a hundred so fast. And I can't even think of, I mean, you know, I should do something special for the 100th episode of this, right? I can't imagine. I added it up this morning and, um, God, I should have saved the math because I figured out like how many hours I have talked on this podcast. It was something like 30 something hours. So you could listen to me nonstop for almost two days straight, or like a day and a half straight. <laughs> Not that anybody would want to do that. I don't know. On episode 95, I want to talk to all of you about physical reactions that I had to my husband's death, because this is important. I know I've mentioned before to all of you that... um 
we often go into a state of shock, a complete state of physical shock when our husband dies. I know I did. I was 100% in shock. It was just not even just widow fog brain, although I had widow fog brain for quite some time afterwards too. Total state of shock. I remember the day after his um, sons drove up here uh, to be with me, and I think I pretty much just sat and stared into blank space the whole day. I know we went and met with the funeral home director uh, to make plans for um, viewing and all of that stuff. But yeah, it was a physical state of shock. But more importantly than that are actual physical conditions that can develop after you experience that kind of loss. I noticed in uh, weeks after Jim's death that I started having like a little bit of chest pain. I thought, this is my imagination, right? Because he died of a sudden massive heart attack here at home. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm just mirroring his experience, you know? Um, But then I started noticing things like when I would go upstairs here in my house, I would get winded going upstairs. And I thought, I'm not in great shape, but I'm not that out of shape. What's going on? Right? And then I started having these episodes where just out of the blue, my heart would just start beating really fast, really hard. Right? Just like boom, 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 boom. And I would feel awful from it. It would kind of make me feel woozy all over and weak all over when my heart would do that. And those episodes were coming more and more frequently. I didn't go to the doctor immediately. I know. I can't. I look back on that and I think, was I crazy? I was having chest pain, shortness of breath, and then runs of this, you know, rapid heartbeat. When I look back on it and I put it all together like that, I think, was I crazy not going to the doctor? I think I was really scared, you guys. I didn't want to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a heart attack too. That, I think that's what was in my mind, and it made me afraid to even go find out and confirm that. Um, I know that sounds nuts, but man, that's that's exactly where my head was at. And I was thinking about all the times you hear about, you know, um, some a, a partner dying, like someone's husband dying, and then shortly thereafter the wife dies too. Or the wife dies, and within a matter of a couple of weeks the husband dies from a heart attack and um, their children will say, oh, that, you know, she just lost the will to live. She was meant to go when he went. That's not true. (laughs) That's not necessarily true. It sounds so romantic, right? And I'm sure that for most of us, right after we lose our spouse, we appear to have lost our will to live because we are in shock. You know, I stared at the walls for quite some time, (laughs) the weeks and months following Jim's death. I'm not kidding. But that entire time, I had not lost my will to live. Trust me. I was very acutely aware of the fact that I still had the privilege of waking up every morning and still being on this planet. I was grateful for it. To me, that's some of the meaning I took out of Jim's sudden death. 
was my opening my eyes to the incredible privilege of being able to live on this planet and experience life as a human being. I began to treasure every day I had. So no, I did not lose my will to live. Apparently what I was experiencing was a common medical condition that really had not been looked at for a long, long time until, um, of course, with modern technology now, they not only can look at it, they can look at the heart in your body while it's beating and they can see how it's functioning. And so it's very diagnosable that there is such a thing called broken heart syndrome. The medical term for this is tecotis subo cardiomyopathy. Did I say that right? You guys, I practiced before my podcast to say tecosubo cardiomyopathy. And what this syndrome is, um, it's not a heart attack in the classic sense of the arteries being clogged or blocked leading to the heart. The entire left ventricle, a very large area of your heart, stops functioning properly. It almost becomes in, completely immobilized. They, I've seen this now. If you go Google it and look for it on YouTube, you will actually see images of the heart where one whole side of the heart is really not even functioning. You can go into congestive heart failure. I think I was beginning to experience that. That was the shortness of breath going upstairs, um, my feet and ankles getting a little puffy. And I remember thinking at the time, it's one of the things that did finally dri drive me to go see my doctor was I thought, oh my gosh, this is congestive heart failure. I have enough medical background, having worked in the medical field for years, to know what the symptoms of congestive heart failure is. And I knew that I was experiencing a couple of those symptoms. It's a good thing I went to see him. I ended up being put on heart medication for a while because it was that severe the tachycardia, the resulting going into congestive heart failure. I really did need that. Without the medication, I could have died. I could have died. And that is what happens so often when a partner passes away and two weeks later, the wife has a heart attack and dies. And people say it was meant to be. She was in tecosubo cardiomyopathy, right? Um, the symptoms can be a rapid heartbeat that comes and goes, a general feeling of fatigue. You could get that shortness of breath. Suddenly you realize when you are trying to go upstairs or walk fast to do something, you're, you're not breathing right. Um, I was even getting sensations of pins and needles down my arms if I coughed hard. This is something you want to pay attention to. Pay close attention to your body. If you have only recently lost your spouse, I want you to pay close attention to that and see your doctor. Tell him, I think I have broken heart syndrome and I understand this is a real thing and I probably can't say it right. It's tecosubo cardiomyopathy, right? So if you are experiencing really any symptoms recurring at all after you lose your spouse. Because I have read studies that talk about it's common in the first couple of years after losing your husband, 
to receive a major medical diagnosis. It's just the level of stress that we experience over that loss, y'all. And the stress has real physical consequences in your body, those elevated stress levels. So you want to pay attention to that. Now, here are a few things that I'm noticing because I was reading an article. Someone had shared a video about broken heart syndrome this morning on Facebook that, you know, caught my attention because I know about it. And it led me to listening to a television news report on it, which we assume when somebody is reporting on something like this on TV that they're telling us facts and there were like a couple things totally off base in this report. One of the things was he said, he mentioned at the end of the report that, you know, this is a real syndrome and that it usually, it, it'll last for two weeks. That's not true. The Takotsubo cardiomyopathy that I was experiencing lasted throughout the first year into the second year with me. It wasn't constant. Um, for sure, the rapid heart rate wasn't constant. It would kick up. And then once they got me on some medication to help keep things calmed down, it was um, less severe and less often that I was experiencing my heart rate kicking up that way. Um, but I stayed under the care of my family physician, followed through on this. Um, but it certainly was not gone in two weeks. So this can be something that's ongoing for a while. Can you recover from it? Yes. Yeah, I really think my heart is fine now. I haven't experienced any of those symptoms in quite a while. Knock on wood, right? It's been three and a half years now since Jim passed away. So it is considered a temporary syndrome, but don't think that it should be gone in two weeks. It's not necessarily true. Or think this will just go away. I don't have to see my doctor. Go see your doctor. Make sure you're taking care of this. Because like I said, this is an actual physical symptom. It's a symptom of the left ventricle in your heart. It has ballooning. It's what they call apical ballooning. Does that mean at the top, apical? I should look this stuff up. But you know what I mean. It's an actual physical thing that happens to your heart. You don't want to ignore it. It's a condition where your heart muscle becomes suddenly weakened or stunned. I think stunned is a great word for it because that's kind of how I felt about Jim's death is it was stunned me and I stayed stunned for a couple of years. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to your whole body and know that you really more now than ever need to take care of yourself and pay attention to your health. You need to eat better. I know, I know when Jim first died, at first I wasn't eating hardly anything at all because I couldn't remember to eat. Remember, I was in shock. Then a wonderful neighbor brought me her homemade apple bread, which is like, I think the best thing I ever tasted in my life. <laughs> and I started remembering to eat again with the apple bread in the house. And then I was like an unsupervised child because there was no one here to judge me in any way. And I could just say to heck with it, you know, let's have ice cream and potato chips for dinner. And sometimes I did. You guys, when you notice yourself doing that, which I did eventually went, whoa, 
this is out of control. We can't eat strawberry cake every day. We need to be eating some clean sources of protein and some actual vegetables, right? Some real food. And I got back onto my normal protocol, which I eat very healthy. I don't eat a lot of prepared foods, packaged foods. I like to just buy a lot of fresh stuff because I like to cook too. So I don't mind chopping up vegetables and putting them in a pan. Um, You want to make sure you're taking care of your health. Another mistake that I made was, and I'm sure a lot of us do, because initially I was, like I said, sitting in my living room, staring at a blank wall a lot of the time right after Jim passed away. And then even when I went back to work, I was working from home on my home computer, which I do now in my offices here. I'm on this computer all day long. I'm on the computer teaching my classes because I use video. Um, I'm, I use it to follow up with my clients. I use it to communicate with you guys. I'm using it right now to do this podcast. I am sitting in a chair. I didn't realize how many hours a day I was sitting in the chair. I mean, I did. And I got an Apple watch that reminds you every hour to stand up for a little bit because there are studies that show it is deadly to be sitting all the time right? That it does more damage to your health than cigarette smoking. That was the shocker for me. But there were other consequences of this that I did not realize until suddenly one day I had not been doing yoga anymore. I would try to get out and take a walk once a day. Um, But my body really started to kind of cramp up on me. Like my muscles weren't able to stretch the way they used to, especially in my legs, the front of my thighs, that muscle that runs down the, 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 is it the hamstring? No, that's the back of your leg. Oh my gosh, I've lost all my words today. But the front of my thighs were like sore. It was like the muscles had gotten shorter there because I was sitting. Think about it. When you sit as opposed to standing up, that muscle is like almost fully contracted and it's like shortened. Isn't that incredible? And I was just so focused on my work and all the things that I do that I wasn't paying attention until one day I thought, oh, let me do some yoga. It's been a while. And I started trying to do yoga and I was like, wait, I just barely can even move in these positions now. What happened? What happened? If you are spending too much time inactive, your body is going to start shutting down and yeah, you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. Don't do that. Take care of you. Self-care is, I think, a huge issue for widows because it's one of the first things that goes by the wayside. Really, it's not our fault. We go into a state of shock. Then we stay in a state of fog for months on end. The state of shock, you know, it was after a few weeks that I realized I don't think I'm remembering to brush my teeth every day. And I was kind of horrified by that, right? When I had an afternoon where I just sat and thought, oh gosh, did I brush my teeth? I can't remember if I did or not, but you know, my mouth doesn't feel right. So I think I probably need to brush my teeth. I couldn't even remember to brush my teeth. All those habits, all the routine of your life, it's like all the routine of your life is gone. 
that's how it felt to me. Before Jim passed away, I had my routine of life. I would get up in the morning. I would pick the things up off my nightstand, like my phone and my tablet, and go downstairs, and I would wash my face and brush my teeth. I would step on my scale, just check my weight every day. I would go into the kitchen, turn on the coffee pot. I had like this whole routine that I did without even thinking about it. Right? Same thing in the, in the evenings, early evening. You know, it's time to make some dinner, automatically take the garbage out of the garbage can and walk it across to the big garbage can, right? Throw the garbage out of the kitchen, shake out the area rug that's by the door. I would just do all those things. It was almost like this whole routine that I did without even thinking about it. Several times a day, I would just go into routine. You can set up habits for yourself, life habits that are wonderful. For years, I had the life habit when I finished my job. I used to get off at four o'clock. That's when I worked in the corporate world and I worked from my home office so that I would, when I got dressed in the morning, I put on workout clothes. It's just what I wore all day working. No one saw me, (laughs) right? And when I finished my work at four o'clock, I would turn off my computer, pick up my gym bag, and go to exercise class. And I did that for such a long time that if there was for some reason I was not going to go to exercise class that day, it felt so off to me. It's like when I turned my computer off at four o'clock, my whole body screamed to get up and go do a combat class or a Zumba class. My body just wanted to move because that was the ingrained habit. But when our spouse dies, all our little daily routines just kind of go poof. And you have to begin slowly rebuilding them again for yourself. Otherwise, you're not remembering to take your morning vitamin. If you have medications you're supposed to take every day, you might forget. I did that a lot. I mean, you know how it is when you're first widowed. You can file away a piece of paper and five minutes later, if somebody asks you for it, you have no idea what you did with it. (laughs) It's just the way our brain operates after the shock of losing someone so dear to us. So um, take care of yourself, establish routines, pay attention to your body. And if you start experiencing symptoms of tecosubo cardiomyopathy, Go see your doctor. He's not going to think you're crazy. And if he does, tell him, Doc, you better check your medical journals on broken heart syndrome because it's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. I'm sure your doctor will know and understand and can help you and let you know if if it is to the extent that you should have um, some medication for a while for it or if it seems to be low-key and just keep check with him, come back in for checkups on it. You want to do that. Okay? Now, I also want to kind of alert all of you that I'm about to send a lot of value your way over the next few months. Um, And for a couple of reasons. I want you to know my intentions. Okay? Listen, I teach my coaches to give their best stuff away. Not things that they create specifically and hold back the good stuff so that they can intrigue clients to come to them. No, just give it all away. 
I mean, that's what I do on this podcast. If you've noticed over 95 episodes, I give away all of my content. I'm giving you everything for free here, right? Because when you give away your experience and your knowledge, it fuels your creativity and experience. So what have I got coming up in the most immediate picture? You need to, if you are on Facebook, even if you're not on Facebook, get on Facebook and go look for Widow Coaching Center. It's a group. And when you find Widow Coaching Center, click on join. I'm doing a free 12-day challenge for widows to rewrite their story. Okay? And what that's going to do for you it's going to give you a chance to look at the story you're telling yourself. And you can look at any story. Probably you're going to want to look at the story you tell yourself about being a widow. That's kind of what we're going to focus on. But if you have other stories in your past that you would rather take a look at and examine about some event in your past, you can do that. We're going to look at our stories, what we tell ourselves about it, and what Parts of that story, what we tell ourselves really is serving us well and what we're telling ourselves that doesn't serve us well and what you might be able to tell yourself instead, not that you're going to make something up. It's going to be something else that's still true for you, but then serves you better. So we are going to be rewriting our stories over 12 days in the challenge group. I will be going on live video every day for 12 days to kind of step you through the process and teach you. I'll be in there instructing every day. I will be there present, active in the group to answer any questions anyone has, to cover topics that you will ask about in there. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's starting on Monday, August 13th. This is 2018. (laughs) you all. So that if you're listening to this a year from now, I'm sorry if you missed it. I might be doing another challenge you should check on. Monday, August 13th, 2018 is when this starts. And if you're listening to this and it's Tuesday or Wednesday, go jump in anyway, because all of the Facebook lives I'm doing will um, still be in there. You can go watch them at any time. And you won't be that behind. You can go in there and just each day look at another uh, Facebook Live with me and do the next part. It's not going to be like a whole ton of work. It's not going to be hard. It's not going to be difficult. It's probably going to be a lot of fun. Right now, we've got 133 widows joined up in there to do this. So it's going to be a great group, you guys. A lot of people get in there. It's widow coaching center on facebook if you search for it you will find the group page at the top is a quote from oprah so you'll know you're on the right page it says the biggest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams and i believe that 100 percent with my whole heart the biggest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams When you see that, you know you have found the Widow Coaching Center. You can click the join button and um, it won't automatically put you in there, but I will see you and I will approve you. (laughs) I promise. Unless, listen, if you go sign up on Facebook because you want to join this, please, please, please 
upload a profile picture and post something on there because when I see a profile with no picture and they've just joined Facebook, I don't approve it because there are so many creeps out there. <laughs> I know it sounds wild, but it's true. There are so many fake profiles out there and you can't know who they are. So, you know, I look at this as somebody who has just created a made up profile to get in here and be able to message all the widows that I'm working with. And I'm just not going to allow that. So you will have to convince me if you don't have a profile picture and you are just now joining Facebook that you are an actual real person. <laughs> then I will approve you and send you through. Don't worry. I approve just about everybody. It's just there have been a couple questionable profiles turn up and I've declined them because I protect you guys. I'm very protective of the group. So come in there and join us for this. Now, the other thing I've got in the works, it's not coming up for a couple of months, but in about two months from now, I'm going to have a new online site for everybody. It's going to be a membership site. There will be a, a joining fee because in there, I am going to have so many different modules and learning and lessons and content. It's going to be amazing. This is like over the top amazing because I realize I teach now, I teach widows life coaching tools that they can apply to their own life and so that they could also coach other widows. Um, it's the widow coach certification. I certify you as a certified widow coach. If you come through my program, it is something that you could even set up and do as a new career that this is, you can set up your own practice to work with widows and coach widows. I teach coaching. I realize not all of you are in a place in your life that you want to learn to be a coach. You want to have your own business. You may not be there at all, but you do want to learn how to coach yourself. You do want to learn what things you can do to move through this. So that's what this membership site will be. And there will be different modules. There'll be a module for brand new widows. There's going to be modules for different areas of widowhood that I can step you through. There will be a series of videos for each topic to help you through these things. I will have videos, a video module on money beliefs and dealing with all of the financial issues that arise after becoming widowed. I'm even going to include my six month stop overeating program. It's what I originally was life coaching because I'm a cert professionally certified life coach and I was also professionally certified as a weight coach. And I started out as a weight loss coach, if you don't know that about me, before I became the widow coach. Um, and I am going to include the module for stop overeating. So if you are dealing with weight issues, many of us have struggled off and on through our whole life with weight issues because dieting does not really work. Many of you, um, I hear from you that you've put on weight after your husband passed away. You really want help dealing with that. This six month program will change everything. And the membership on the site for that alone is so worth it because that program people, it's a $12,000 program that I'm including in the website. It's just going to be in there like an extra for free. <laughs> okay. 
And the monthly fee on the website is going to be cheaper than going to Weight Watchers. So it is going to be so worth it. And I'm so excited to be able to offer that to you all. Um, and I will keep you posted because right now we're building the website. Uh, we have to create all the content. There's a branding gal who's creating how the site is going to look and how the site's going to work to make it easy for all of you to navigate. And I will begin putting together the, the different video series that we can upload in there. When you join the site, there will be a bunch of videos available to you. And then each month, new material will be added. And you will each month have new videos on new subjects that you can go learn from. So that's exciting, people. I am so excited because one of my huge missions here, I have this epic mission, first of all, to change how society looks at widows and to change how we as widows think of ourselves, right? I want to challenge that for sure. But I've also had a dream of having widow coaching centers, places where widows could actually go to for help, maybe to take a yoga class with other widows, with a yoga instructor who's a widow herself, safe place for all of you. And so for me, no, I'm not at a place where, I mean, I'm, I don't have money laying around. <laughs> I, don't, I can't run out and build the, coach, the widow coaching center but what I can do is begin with it online. And this free 12 days, starting on Monday, the free 12-day challenge on Facebook is my first Widow Coaching Center. That's why I named it Widow Coaching Center on Facebook. And then a couple months from now, I hope to be able to announce to you all that Widow Coaching Center will be open on the internet. And maybe someday I can actually open the doors of a widow coaching center that you guys can all come walk into. That would be so amazing, but it'll take time to build up to that. We'll get there. You guys, we will. So take beautiful care of yourself. If you are having symptoms, go see a doctor, no matter what. You are your highest priority. Even if you have kids at home, I know so many of you put your grief on hold to look after your children and make sure they're taken care of. But if you're not taken care of, who's going to be around to make sure they're taken care of? You are your highest priority. So do that and go look for Widow Coaching Center on Facebook. Click join and join me for 12 extraordinary days. It's going to be a challenge for me. It's going to be a challenge for me to go live on Facebook 12 days in a row. We'll see if I can make it, <laughs> right? I joke with my friends. I said, you know what? For 12 days, I'm really going to have to brush my hair and put on my makeup <laughs> because I'll be going live to talk to everybody. So take care of yourselves, treat your bodies right, and go find some joy in your life. And I'll be talking to you again next week.